Hey there, security peeps. How are you today? It is a cloudy day here in Columbus, Ohio. I am at the ISSA Central Ohio Security Summit in beautiful downtown Columbus. And what a couple of days it's been. There's been a lot of stuff going on. If you've never been here to the summit, it is two days jam-packed of presenters and just amazing content and a lot of stuff going on down here. Uh, had a great time last night talking to folks from the collaboratory and hearing about their information sharing program. And I've been uh, spending some time saying hi to everyone and all of our friends and uh, getting to catch up. And a lot of listeners have, have come up and talked to us. And uh, I just really always appreciate the crowd here. As you know, I love the Columbus InfoSec uh, community and I'm very proud to be a part of it. So I'm thrilled to be here. This episode of State of Security Podcast is going to be a really special one. Um, I have a, an amazing guest with you that I'm going to share with you today. Um, but first, this version of the podcast is sponsored by Machine Truth. Machine Truth is the safest, best way to do offline passive analysis, inventory, and mapping of your network environment. And you can learn more at machinetruth.net. That's machinetruth.net. Awesome. Visit the sponsors. Let us know that uh, you came. Let them know that you came here, and uh, I appreciate it. So back to the actual content. So I am joined today by a very very special guest. Not always at the Columbus Information Security Summit. Is this your first year? No, I've been here. This is my second one. Wow. Okay. So two years in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you the ever effervescent Megan Mayer. Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brent. Thanks for having me today. Oh, man. It's so great to have you on the show. And uh, I know we've been talking about this for a little while. Uh, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself? Introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, I'm Megan Mayer. Um, I'm not from the Columbus area. I'm actually um, based out of Northwest Indiana, but love coming out to the Columbus area. Great InfoSec community out here. Um, always happy to be a part of it. I'm actually a cybersecurity manager for a company called Atcore International in the manufacturing uh, business. Uh, been in security for probably the last 12, 13 years. Um, started as an intern and have worked my way up the chains uh, to now management. That's awesome. And when you're not securing all the things, what do you do in your real like day-to-day life? What makes you smile? Uh, my puppies, my husband and son, and then traveling, seeing the world. So that's awesome. So see, folks, it is possible to have a life outside of information <laughs> security. You actually can do things that aren't behind the keyboard. It's really amazing out there. You should get out and check it out. And this year, I understand they're going to release life in ultra high density. <laughs> like you'll be able to go outside and the greens are really green and the blues are really blues. It's really amazing. You should check it out. I think I think it's going to be really cool when they get that upgrade to the Matrix. So what do you think, Megan? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. So Megan, I, I ask you to jump on the podcast and uh, this is going to be a mini episode. I think it's, it's probably not going to go the full hour and a half that some of these last but um we just i really wanted to hear sitting in your chair and you know from your point of view what are three things that every information security manager should do this week 
That's a good one, Brent. There's so many that, you know, in our world we need to focus on. Um, but I think one of the most important things is using your people um, that you have in your organization. Um, give them the tools that they need. They could be your biggest help, but also your biggest risk. Um, so in my area, I like to refer to cybersecurity as cyber safety. Um, I think not only is it important at work, you know, to identify the phishing emails, make sure you don't click on the bad links, um, but also give them that knowledge that they can take home and share with their families, their loved ones, their children, their moms and dads that may not be so in tune. Um, because it's important, you know, Cybersecurity doesn't only just happen at work. You know, everybody has personal accounts. Everybody surfs the internet. Everybody needs to pay bills, access bank accounts, um, and being able to give them the tools that they need to, you know, keep themselves safe while at work and at home, um, I think is the biggest thing. And for me, it's just sharing that knowledge. So let's explore that and unpack it for just a second. So what are, what are the things that you do to create that kind of rapport so that security is in all of the minds of the folks around you? So one of the biggest things is I put together kind of a one-page document that they can post on their desk, hand out to their you know children of what to look for when they're doing email. What are kind of the red flags? Um, what are things they can look at? So, you know, Where's the email coming from? Um, what happens when you hover over the link? Does it really go to Chase or is it going to xyz.cn.com? Um, trying to figure out what they can look at in just a one page. Keep it simple, keep it easy, um, and give them the empowerment to feel that they're knowledgeable in this subject. So that's awesome. So really using people as a detection engine and um, you know, having them add to the eyes and ears of the organization. I think that's a really good thing. I mean, you know, all of the science and studies and, and certainly the reports show that uh, humans are by far the best detection mechanisms possible. Um, maybe machine learning down the road might catch up with that, I don't know. Um, I think I'd rather take uh, a group of folks uh, who are actively engaged than maybe an application I can't see the inside of, but hey, that's just me, you know, whatever. Um, you know, uh, don't hate on me vendors, it's okay. Uh, beyond that, so that's one, that's number one. What's number two? I think number two is, you know, identifying your crown jewels in your business. What makes your company money? What are those really important assets that you need to protect? Um, and just knowing what they are. What generates money within your business? So it's simple as sitting down, having a conversation with somebody outside of IT, kind of in the business space, um, and then taking it back to an IT level saying, okay, our ERP system, that's what generates all of our money from selling our products to you know shipping them out. Um, and then coming back to, okay, in IT, it's this server that does this, this application, and being able to identify what those are and know those. So when, if there is an incident or disaster recovery, um, you know what to go after first. Now, let me just stop you right there. So you're saying, for example, that I'm supposed to know what my business actually does? Yes. Can you believe it? Like, yeah, I just, I can't imagine that. Um, I talk routinely to information security professionals, and one of the first questions I ask them is, do you actually read the financial disclosure statements that your company puts out, right? Like, this seems so basic that it's going to tell you the state of the company. Are we making money here? Are we losing money here? It's going to talk about the markets. It's going to talk about 
the things that we do, the products we produce or the services that we produce. And just that piece of it, reading the financial statements and taking that knowledge and applying it to your day-to-day security program, I've seen people make huge leaps forward just because they came to an understanding of the business. Um, So I think that's a really powerful thing. Have you guys tried having the security team or or security members start to shadow managers or executives for a couple of days and see what their day-to-day life is like? Um, Not really shadow, but in my organization, we have something called immersion. So day one, um, you don't actually get to go touch your day-to-day work for probably six to 12 weeks depending on your role in the company you're actually spending that time learning about the company you learn about the core values learn about what makes the business um you spend time meeting having conversations with those important people in the business um so i think that was really important for me to be able to see okay who are those people build those relationships and then going forward i think that's something down the road that'll be easier to kind of have those mentorships once you've already established that relationship And I mean, that's really fantastic, right? Because at the end of the day, InfoSec has to be about the business. It can't be just about doing IT stuff or security stuff because it's, hey, I'm the internet police, right? So, like, (laughs) I got this thing to do. No, you have to actually tie this to business and the real world and and how folks make money. And you have to try to figure out how to empower them, right, so that you're not always the security team of no. Yes. Um, So I think that's – I just think that's an awesome approach. And I do agree that's something – like everybody ought to do this week is get out there and learn about their business and read those financial statements. All right. What's number three, Megan? Oh man, there's so many. I think, um, the next one would be try to find a framework or something that you can use to kind of measure your level of maturity. Um, for me, I found that the CIS, uh, top critical controls were the easiest to apply. Um, the reason for that is is a brand new cybersecurity team, brand new cybersecurity department. Um, we are very immature, you know, being new. So I found to be able to apply a framework to measure growth over time, measure our maturity levels in different areas of IT, I thought was very important. Um, and they made it easy for you. So SANS has developed a portal that you go in, click a couple buttons, answer a couple of questions, and it kind of builds out your executive level graph, your spider diagram, um, and it gives you that level of maturity that you need to kind of start and focus your energy and time at. And that's fantastic, too, because you don't have to start with 200 controls yes. and you know a 300-page document <laughs> that lays out what I need to do, right? Like. These are the 20 quick wins, yes. and I can make these quick wins, and I can figure out where I am. I think that's a fantastic thing, um, and I think, of course, Stance is a great organization. They do a lot of things for the community, um, so I think that's a really cool thing. So out of those 20 critical controls, what's your favorite control? The awareness program. Oh, the awareness <laughs> program. Yeah, because you just like, uh, you love teaching, and you like that people... Uh, start to engage, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I found my sister's a teacher, so it's funny that, you know, she's in the world of elementary school, and I've actually gone into her classroom and taught about cybersecurity, and they're third graders, so they're not really in the techie world yet, but they're learning, you know, what passwords are and why they're important and, you know, how to be safe on Facebook or Instagram or not share everywhere they do their entire lives on social media 
Um, That's fantastic. I mean, if we could teach that to executives, <laughs> wow, think of the things that we could change, right? So, right. yeah, that's those are awesome principles. And what's your least favorite control? Asset management. Oh, that one's a tough one, isn't it? It is. It is. You only know what you know that you have on your network. Yeah, trying to figure out what you don't know is the hard part. It is. It's tough. The unknown unknown. <laughs> I know that. It's that's enough to make you, like, stay awake at night and, you know, try to figure it out. Yeah. It's really, really, really tough. Yes. And uh, a lot of organizations struggle with it a long time. It is. So. I found, you know, being in manufacturing, it's always about making sure the plant floor runs. And if it doesn't work or if there's slow network or, you know, poor Wi-Fi, they're going to go out to Best Buy and buy that, you know, Linksys router and plug it in so they can do their jobs. And it's, you know, finding those on the network and changing that culture and fixing the root cause of the problem so that way they don't have to go out and do that. It is amazing how resourceful people will be to just do their job. Like, it, they will go around any control if it means just doing their job. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's always a YouTube video to teach them how to do it. Yeah, and that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, you got any big plans for the weekend, Megan? You're going to do any security projects, or are you going to go out there and live the ultra HD life? Well, I did just get a new book here at uh, the InfoSec uh, um, ISSA Summit this week, uh, the CISO Compass um, by Todd Fitzgerald. So, I think I may spend a little bit of time taking a look at that, reading a few chapters, um, and spending time with the family and the puppies. That's a nice uh, quick quick readout in the, uh, while you're trying to get a tan, I guess. I'm not sure if we can get yeah. a tan in central Ohio right now. <laughs> it looks a little cloudy outside, but we're, uh, I apologize ahead of time, I guess after the time, for the background noise. We're actually in a hotel bar that's closed uh, off of the main concourse here at the summit. And uh, we got to spend some time together uh, talking, and Helen Patton came over and talked with us, and uh, we got to spend some time with her, and I think we're going to try to get her on the podcast again. Uh, Your interaction with her was pretty cool today. Yes, being able to talk to somebody, you know, at that level and her level of experience um, really opened my eyes, and, you know, her knowledge and experience um, something I would really value, you know, as a mentor, and she can share a lot. Even in different industries, I think, it, you know, security is security at its core. And um, able to share her expertise with me is something I definitely value. And she's really so kind and generous with her time. She yes. she really does love to give, and, and uh, that's pretty amazing. So, Megan, what's been your favorite uh, session in the summit so far this week? Um, one session that I thought was really good um, was Adam Luck. Um, he talked about how he started off working in a basement and worked his way up to an infrastructure, you know, manager and, you know, high level. And um, he really talked about going back to your core foundationals. Um, He talked about his dad and had a shoe store and his dad only would wear the shoes that his store sold. And I think that talks a lot about, you know, things that you have to do in security, like everybody has a spam queue, you know, who nobody wants to spend hours and hours looking at those. But I think that's something... That if you're willing to do the work and kind of, you know, even though when you get to that level, still be able to kind of make the donuts um, is important. Um, another good one was Aaron um, talked about having a healthy lifestyle. You know, in IT, it's kind of 
the norm to go out and have $80 steaks and eat and drink and kind of forget to take care of yourself. So I think that was important um, to remember to always take care of yourself as well. Yeah, and both of those folks are really talented, really great people. And Adam, if you're out there, you know, I know you've been on the podcast before. You're always welcome back, of course. You're, you're like a member of the family. And uh, we're always lucky to have you, so to speak. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, 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 dun. All right. Well, folks, um, it has been a great couple of days at the summit. And uh, we have gotten to hang out with a number of folks. And we are really thankful to everyone who listens uh, to the podcast. And we hope you enjoyed it. Megan, if folks really want to learn more about you, they want to know how to get in touch, maybe they want to harass you a little bit over uh, over social media, where can they find you? They can find me on the Twitter at Megan2UnderscoresBites.com. And you want to spell that out? Is that Bites like a vampire? Or? No, it's M-E-G-A-N underscore underscore B-Y-T-E-S. Oh, I get to play on words there. That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you want to harass Megan a little bit or ask her some questions, give her some career advice, she's always open for that. Uh, hit her up on the Twitter. I think she's also on LinkedIn. If you're connected to me, you can spider her out and find her. That'd be a nice uh, OSN to exercise. You can try to find Megan out there. It's Megan Mayer, like that performer. John Mayer. John Mayer. He plays guitar or something like that, whatever that guy. Uh, you can find him uh, on LinkedIn, too, if you'd like, but you can find Megan out there. Uh, in the meantime, folks, thanks for listening. Check out MachineTruth.net. They're our sponsor for this episode. And we will see you next time down the road. Have a great day. And until next time, stay safe out there. Take care. Bye-bye.